Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month of this amazing podcast, Making History His Story. For those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that I am definitely not a morning person. I cannot stand mornings. And the reason for that is I'm just half asleep. My brain really does not wake up until noon. So I can go to bed, I can get my eight hours of sleep, be up at 6.30 in the morning, and then I'm just in a fog until, until after I have lunch, basically. And it's, it's something that I've always dealt with, and I know a lot of you have dealt with it too. I've tried a lot of different products, and I actually discovered one that works. It's something called Magic Mind. Now, I had to actually go out and do my research on this to find out exactly why it works, and I learned a lot in researching this product. Two of the key ingredients in this product are lion's mane, and cordyceps mushrooms. You probably never heard of those. They actually boost your clarity and focus. I started taking Magic Mind, and I noticed an initial difference the first time that I took it, but I decided to do a full trial of Magic Mind, where I took it every day for two weeks. And what I noticed was that initially, yeah, I had positive results, But as I started to take it each day, I noticed an improvement every day. After about four days, I noticed focus and clarity all day long. Now, I didn't didn't do anything different with my sleep schedule. I just took one bottle, little shot-sized bottle of Magic Mind in the morning before work, and doing one of those each day has allowed me to maintain a focus and clarity that I've never had in the past. I'm awake and alert all day. I wish I would have known years ago how easy this was. As a listener of the Derek Izzy Show, one of the benefits you have is a discount on Magic Mind. Now, for the next 10 days, you can get a subscription to Magic Mind and you'll get 40% off. Just use the link in the show notes. Click on that link, place your order, the discount code is Izzy20, I-Z-Z-I-2-0. You can use that discount code if you want an immediate 20% discount. But if you sign up for a subscription, you get a 40% discount. Use the link in the show notes. That's magicmind.co slash Izzy. Promo code Izzy20. That's I-Z-Z-I-2-0. And enjoy a life with focus. 
Welcome to a September to Remember. Born in October of 1948, this topic of our podcast was raised in a middle-class family. She seemed like an all-American girl, very active with her friends, playing outside. She enjoyed dancing. She actually was a very talented dancer, and she was kind of known as a good girl during her younger years. At the age of 14, her family moved. This move would have a profound effect on this poor girl. She started to fall in with the wrong crowd. The pressure from her peers and her older friends to be involved in alcohol and drugs would be too much for her to resist. Despite coming from an educated family, this topic of our podcast did go the wrong direction. Becoming addicted to alcohol and drugs, her grades started to fall apart. She did manage to graduate from high school before her life took a major turn in the wrong direction. She enrolled in college, and eventually the alcohol and drugs proved to be too much. She would drop out of college and be kicked out of her family's home. At the age of 19, she was suffering from depression, and she was homeless. As she sat on a curb, waiting for a bus to take her who knows where, she would have a chance encounter with a legendary murder mastermind. She was befriended by Charles Manson. Manson had recently been released from prison, and he found the topic of our podcast to be someone he could assist. After befriending her, he took her with him. She moved out to the Spawn Ranch, and she would start a new life with the Mansons. In 1972, she found herself caught up in a murder trial. Turns out, some of her associates had murdered a married couple. Now, we don't know if she was actually involved in the murder. She denied it, but she was held in jail for two months until being found not guilty and let go. It's during this time where she would have a chance encounter with someone else, and she would start to become very politically active, mostly in environmental issues. For example, she was keen on protesting that automobile pollution was killing the redwood trees in California. She was very passionate about her beliefs, and she was outraged with anyone who disagreed with her. As part of the Manson family, she did have to earn her keep, and in 1971, she served 90 days in jail for attempting to feed a drug-laced hamburger to a witness to one of the Manson family murders. Born in February of 1930, topic number two of our podcast. She was born in West Virginia, her education consisted of nursing school. She was a women's Army Corps recruit, but her profession was accountant. Something unique about this topic of our podcast. Those of you familiar with history may have heard of the kidnapping of Patty Hearst, and this topic of our podcast was obsessed with it. Patty Hearst's father, Randolph Hearst, actually created an organization called People in Need. PIN for short, 
And this topic of our podcast was a volunteer for that organization. She was also an FBI informant. She grew up in West Virginia. She was a very quiet child. She enjoyed music and acting. So by all accounts, she was a fairly normal person. She spent time in San Francisco, California. It was there that she met up with some passionate people. Those passionate people kind of influenced her and her beliefs. There was one thing that her beliefs could not help her with, and that was holding a marriage together. She became enthralled with Marxist and Maoist teachings, and as an informant with the FBI, she started doubting where she was going. Different sides of her life conflicted with each other. Her mental health started to deteriorate, and she became lost. As a mother of four children, she would go through five different marriages. Her mental capacity made her very challenging to deal with. She seemed like a very nice person until you disagreed with her. Then her anger and rage would come out. Another topic of today's podcast, he was in the military, a recognized Marine Corps veteran. He served two tours in Vietnam, and he had been wounded by shrapnel. His military service was unblemished, but there was a lot of mystery behind him. There were things about him that the general public did not know. After his service in the military, he stayed active in what the government was doing, and he followed politics. What would bring the topics of our podcast together and make it a September to remember was a potentially tragic event that the topics of our podcast were involved in. On the morning of September 5th, 1975, the first topic of our podcast would dress in all red. She strapped a Colt 45 pistol into a leg holster and she left her apartment. Now the pistol actually contained ammunition that was stored in a detachable magazine within the pistol's grip. And the topic of our podcast was not experienced with firearms, but she carried it with her anyway. Because it was on that day that President Gerald Ford was scheduled to speak. Walking right through the crowd, within 40 feet of the president, this topic of our podcast raised her gun and pulled the trigger. The gun clicked, but nothing would happen. A Secret Service agent tackled her while on the ground. She says, it didn't go off. Can you believe it? It didn't go off. The president was rushed away from the scene, and he was safe. Two and a half weeks later, also in September, President Gerald Ford was in Sacramento, having been detained the previous day on an illegal handgun charge. This topic of our podcast was released on her own recognizance. President Gerald Ford came out of the St. Francis Hotel in Union Square, but he stopped before getting in his limousine to be taken away. And that's when this topic of our podcast took action. She fired two shots at the president. Standing about 40 feet away, the first shot missed the president's head by about five inches 
and hit the doorway of the St. Francis Hotel. But the third topic of our podcast, he was nearby. After hearing that first shot, he dove to try and tackle the shooter. He ended up grabbing her shooting arm, and as she pulled the trigger the second time, the bullet did not strike the president. However, it struck a taxi driver who was standing inside the hotel. He was okay. He survived the shooting. A police captain was in the audience, and the Secret Service swarmed on this shooter, and she was taken into custody. That first topic of today's podcast, the little dancer who turned to alcohol and drugs, that was Lynette Squeaky Fromm. But what happened to her after she was locked away for attempting to assassinate the president? Well, she went to jail. She received life in prison. While in prison, she did manage to escape, but she was caught two days later, and more time was added to her sentence. Making history in this case, President Ford actually had to testify during the trial. And this was the first time a president had actually testified during a criminal trial. So this was September of 1975 when these two assassination attempts took place. And after serving a lengthy prison sentence, Squeaky Fromm was released from prison on August 14, 2009, two years and eight months after President Gerald Ford had died. In her own words, describing the incident, Squeaky said, I stood up and waved a gun for a reason. I was so relieved not to have to shoot it, but in truth, I came to get life. Not just my life, but clean air, healthy water, and respect for creatures and creation. At the time of this podcast, Squeaky is still alive. Topic number two of today's podcast was Sarah Jane Moore. What happened to Sarah? She would be sentenced to life in prison. Moore was scheduled to be released from prison 32 years after receiving her life sentence, but roughly a year before her scheduled release date, she died of natural causes. One of the things she wanted everybody to know is that she was motivated less by a political cause than by a desire to unleash on a nation the same chaos and anger that she suffered due to her long struggle with mental illness. When asked if she was sorry that she tried to kill the president, she said, yes and no. Yes, because it accomplished little except to throw away the rest of my life. And no, I'm not sorry I tried, because at the time, it seemed like the correct expression of my anger. The hero of today's podcast, topic number three, the decorated Marine veteran who grabbed the arm of Sarah Jane Moore during the shooting. Well, that was none other than Oliver Sippel, the hero that you may have never heard of. Why have you never heard of this hero? Well, it turns out Oliver Sippel was gay. Now, he was commended at the scene by Secret Service 
and the San Francisco police, and initially he was considered a hero. Once the press realized that Sipple was gay, this information came out. His family was completely unaware of this. Back in the 1970s, San Francisco was somewhat open to gay relationships, but the rest of the country largely was not. This was something that he had hid from his family. So when everyone found out, the hero status kind of went away. Now, there are mixed reports about what his family's reaction was. Some say they disowned him after this. Others say that his family still supported him, but they just didn't communicate very much after this. Oliver received a letter of gratitude from the president and his wife, thanking him for his efforts. And he was asked by a reporter that day what, why he did what he did. And he says, I'm no hero or nothing. I don't know why I did it. It was the thing to do at the time. Shortly after, the media reports about his sexuality were all over the news. He began to struggle with alcohol and mental issues. A disabled veteran, he wasn't prepared for the media that was coming out for him. Turning to alcohol, it became an addiction that he could not beat. In 1989, he was found dead in his San Francisco apartment, a bottle of bourbon by his side. He was found after being dead in his apartment for several weeks. The thank you letter from President Ford hanging on his wall in a frame. One interesting fact about this story was that after having two assassination attempts on him, President Ford donned a bulletproof trench coat for future outings. Thank you for listening. This has been a September to Remember. Just a reminder, use that promo code to get your 20% off, or better yet, use that promo code and subscribe. Get yourself a subscription to Magic Mind. Get that 40% discount. Promo code IZZY20. Because now you know the rest of the story. Good day.